Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of the Transformations with Jane podcast. I'm Jane Nakata, your host, a coach for women here in Japan and the creator of Jumpstart, a course that wakes you up from <laughs> your daily life and the creator of the Women in Japan Mastermind. So thank you so much for listening again. Now, if you're listening to this on Monday, when this episode has just come out, it will be Monday, March 11th. And for those of you who live in Japan, you will, and if you've lived here for any length of time, you will remember this day like it's, yeah, that you'll never forget it. It's one of those days you'll never forget in your life, right? So um, for me, I will never, ever forget that, that day. Um, it's a day when everything I knew in the world was sort of turned upside down when the massive earthquake struck off the coast of Sendai in Miyagi Prefecture, and it sent a horrific tsunami um, heading towards the Pacific coast of Japan, and particularly in uh, Miyagi Prefecture, Fukushima Prefecture, and Ibaraki Prefecture, as well as um, further north in I Iwate Prefecture, Aomori, etc. So <clears throat> that's just a brief rundown for those of you who, um, you know, weren't here then perhaps. But um, what also happened, as you know, was the nuclear power station was badly affected by the tsunami and the ensuing disaster with that as well. Here where I live in Fukushima, um, I'm just probably under 50 kilometers away from that power station. And at the time, it was horrific. Yeah, there was we just didn't know what was happening. Um, nobody would come here, you know, to deliver foodstuffs or gasoline. Um, yeah, all sorts of things. So I was super duper lucky on that day that um, just two weeks before in my own country, we'd had a huge disaster um, in the proportion for New Zealand and that we'd had a, a, another very, very large earthquake that had um, damaged Christchurch. And I realized that when that happened, I was like, well, if that can happen in Christchurch, which as far as any New Zealander will tell you is not somewhere we would expect to have a lot of, you know, to have a massive earthquake like that, then those kind of earthquakes can occur anywhere. So I thought we could potentially have one of those in Fukushima as well. So I went about preparing myself for this, for, you know, any potential disaster. And I got water, you know, I got boxes of water. I got, you know, the, all the food and um, batteries. And I filled up my car with petrol because my relatives in Christchurch were telling me, like, there's no petrol. And, you know, and it's been weeks and we still, you know, two weeks, we still have no power. And I was like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> so I went around doing this and all the people around me were like, what are you doing? You know, like, why are you doing that? There's not going to be an earthquake here um, because they believed that because the power station had been built in Fukushima, that of course um, the Japanese government would have chosen somewhere that would be um, safe from earthquakes. Well, not true. Two weeks later, um, that happened. So um, I was lucky in that I had everything that I needed to for our family to, you know, be quite comfortable despite the situation for several weeks um, with the food and water and all that sort of thing. So. Um, but the most important thing was we had a full tank of petrol in our car and we were able to actually drive away from 
the disaster because I was also extremely pregnant at that time. I wasn't uh, quite ready to pop as such, but I was seven months and that's not really a time you want to go into labor, that's for sure. And my, I remember my clinic was closed just down the road from here um, where I was meant to have my baby, my first baby. So I was like a first time mum. <laughs> honestly, like, why is this happening to me? You know, um, <laughs> this is my first child. My clinic's closed. I don't know. Um, you know, I don't know what to do. And we didn't even know if we could leave. You know, we we thought we would be, um, that the roads were extremely damaged because of the damage that we had seen to the roads, um, you know, directly after the disaster. And we hadn't um, been outside for a few days afterwards because we just knew that the roads were all like, you know, messy. There were just manholes sticking up out of the roads and they were broken. And, and we honestly didn't think we could leave anyway. Um, we decided to risk it and we did leave and um, we made it all the way to my husband's house, in, which is in Totori Prefecture. You may have heard me talking about that. And at that end of Japan, there was no problem whatsoever. And so looking back at that time, I just felt, oh, my goodness, like how unlucky am I? You know, I'm pregnant. My, I'm, you know, I have to be away from my my hospital, my doctors, my house, which we just built, like it was six months old at the time, you know, and the saving grace was that it was, you know, completely up to date earthquake standard wise, and there was no damage to our house as such. Um, but we just built this brand new house, which was now potentially um, new unlivable because we didn't know what was happening with the radiation from Fukushima. So a lot of pity parties happened back then. And of course, in the scheme of things, and especially now that we're eight years on, I can say, um, you know, we lost very little and, and we lost mostly what was our peace of mind for um, a good year or so, but we didn't lose any family members. You know, my my husband still has his job. We still had our house, which was a hell of a lot more than a lot of people um, up here. So yeah, completely um, in in the scheme of things was not, um, we did not lose anything really. We All we lost was, our, yeah, like I said, our peace of mind. It was extremely stressful. Um, even just to come back like a few months later, we, I can remember we used, we would, um, I would have my passport in my handbag all the time, like I, and, and my baby's passport as well. And just, just in case. And we always had our full tank of petrol and we always had stuff in our car so that if we had to leave for whatever reason, because remember the power plant was pretty unstable back then, they were still decommissioning it. Um, if we had to leave at like a moment's notice, we could just from wherever we were in town, we could just drive away and not come back. That was how prepared I was <laughs> in the months after that. And it took at least a year to sort of stop doing that and to stop sort of wondering, you know, was something going to happen? And now we are, I'd say, 98% back to normal here probably. Um, the only thing that's not really back to normal is that, yeah, we still have the, the shadow of Fukushima hanging over us, even though there's no radiation here like there is up around the power station and the radiation is similar or the same as you'll expect to see in Tokyo. So, um, yeah, that was that. And, but you know, that was a really crappy thing, right? Like 
the the three eleven disaster was really really crap. Like that's it's just that word doesn't even start to describe it. But I'd like to keep it clean on this podcast, <laughs> just in case you have some kitties. And even that c word is probably a little bit strong, perhaps. But um, that was something that was just rotten. You know, like it's just why is this happening to us? Why Japan does not deserve to have this happen? Um, this thing. Um, now, eight years on, um, a lot of time has passed, obviously. I can look at it and say, wow, if, you know, look at what, look at these amazing things that are happening to me now that would not have happened without that really crappy thing, which was the disaster. Um, <clears throat> one is, you may have heard me talking about my wonderful neighbors, the people who moved uh, uh, who built their house across the street from us not long after the disaster because they lost their own home in the tsunami where they lived down by the sea. And they're just the most wonderful, wonderful people to have living next door and some of my greatest supporters. Um, and they wouldn't live next to me if that disaster had, hadn't happened. And it's kind of selfish to say that, but um, I think both of our lives are better for having been living next to each other. Like they really bring us a lot of joy. And I know that living next to us brings them a lot of joy as well with um, my kids and things. They just love to be involved in their lives. Another thing that has happened is that it's, it's nice to be needed. Like actually my community needs me and um, they need my help to rebuild to attract more visitors to our area and I have an important job to do to help with that I can see that now um, also this podcast wouldn't be happening yeah I wouldn't be I wouldn't have started my journey of trying to make it work here in Japan despite the fact that you know all these things have happened I'd still be probably trying to get my husband to run away to New Zealand which I also know is not the answer for us so yeah how things can be become a gift almost with um, with hindsight especially, um, but depending on how we look at things. So I just wanted to, um, just to tell you that little story about 3.11, as we call it, March 11th, 2000, uh, sorry, yeah, 2011, that, that, that day back then where everything just went to poos, didn't it? <laughs> um, yeah, and eight years on here I am I cannot believe the the change you know I thought that my I on we honestly thought that our town would be one of the ghost towns that you see on tv up near the power station but thanks to the wind direction it's not and it's a very vibrant vibrant bustling town we even have Starbucks now which we never had before so yes so moving on today I really wanted to talk to you all a little bit about playing small and I know this is something that I am guilty of as well right and and I still catch myself doing things like acting small talking small um and downplaying myself right and <clears throat> so yeah but the good thing is I actually notice myself doing it these days whereas before I didn't even know what I was doing and that is the first step is acknowledging or noticing that this is what you are doing and this is something that women in particular are extremely good at doing yeah playing small keeping safe trying not to be judged um trying not to be noticed <laughs> so that yeah so that we won't be judged so that people won't call us out or you know that sort of thing um but you know what you will be judged anyway and this is something that I've learned 
um, even better recently. Yeah, I, I knew it, but I didn't really understand it Yeah, until recently. And I've been working with my coach, Jim Fortin, and, you know, like this this whole thing of like, you know, you shouldn't judge people and all that. That's true. We shouldn't judge people. But unfortunately, as humans, we almost cannot help ourselves. It's like we are programmed to do this. And, um, you know, we will we will just automatically do this without thinking. And I know we can probably do better at not judging people. And that's good. But the fact is that you are it's it's easier just to accept the fact that you're going to be judged rather than say, oh, well, don't judge me, you know, or you're judging me or whatever. Um, it's easier just to accept the fact that you're going to be judged and actually it has nothing to do with you, what, that people are judging you and, um, you know, what they think is not, is, is, is on them. You know, it's this their, their thing. This has nothing to do with you. So let's all, let's all realize that, Rather than avoiding being judged or telling or expecting people not to judge us because that's what good people do, it's to accept that we will be judged no matter what you do, no matter how wonderful you are, no matter how good you are. People are always going to judge you, and not everyone is always going to like you. And somewhere else I read it was like, um, 20% of all the people in the world are just naturally not going to like you. Sorry. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, that's kind of liberating. That means I don't have to um, try so hard. You know, it's not important. So I can um, not waste my energy and my time worrying about A, being judged, or B, that people won't like me because some people just won't like you. It's a, it's a, it's like it's a fact or something. <laughs> so um, yeah, that was what I was saying about this is generally why we're hiding, why we're playing small is because we don't want to be judged. So the takeaway number one today is um, just accept you are going to be judged and do it anyway. Okay. Um, do whatever it is you were going to do and do it anyway and not worry about people judging you because it has nothing to do with you. It's their thing. Easier said than done, right? I know, I know, I know. But we can start small and we can work on this muscle, yeah? Just like when you're lifting weights, you can't lift much weight when you start. And, you know, this is how it works, yeah? These are how these mental things work as well. You can train yourself. So let's notice notice that and accept, yeah, and start there. All right, so playing small. Now, um, if you're looking for a really good book on this, I highly recommend it's Tara Moore's um, Playing Big, which is not about playing small. Well, it is about playing small. Yeah, and really, really great book. Um, I think I my copy, I'm not sure who's got it now, right? And it's somewhere in Japan uh, being passed amongst the foreign women community still, I hope. I hope it's making the round somewhere. If you have my my copy and you're listening to this, please pass it on to someone who you know needs to, to read that message. Yeah, I really appreciate that. So if you're looking for a great book, um, Tara Moy, I'll give you a link to that in the show notes. So you can just click on through to Amazon and get it for yourself if you really want to. And she talks about something in there. Like she's got loads of good things in there, but she talks about the inner critic, right? And yeah, my inner critic uh, you know, sort of has been had a free range in the past, yeah, constantly, constantly free range in my mind to tell me all the things I'm terrible at, tell me all the things that are going to go wrong. And 
we can actually do something about that. Like we do not have to listen to that voice, but um, we have to let our, um, our the opposite identity, which is not which is not the critic side. Yeah, so it's your it's called your inner mentor. Yeah, you have both of those in you, but quite often it's the critic that's getting all the airtime. So letting your inner mentor have some airtime. And in her book, she has a really great meditation that you can, it's like a guided meditation where you can go and meet your inner mentor and have a conversation and um, get some, um, like get a message from her almost, like because she's um, coming to you, like she's you in the future, right? This inner mentor, and she's going to give you some awesome advice. Um, Yeah, those sort of things. So it's a really, really great book, great meditation in there to go and find your inner mentor, meet her, see what she looks like, see where she lives, um, what does she do, and it just gives you some almost confidence that you've got someone on your side rather than just this, you know, this constant screaming, nagging voice that, oh, this is wrong and you're doing it wrong and you're not good enough. Uh, we don't have to listen to that all the time. However, that um, that inner critic is a symptom of um, of fear, of uncertainty. So if if you um, ignore it, that may not always work, right? So it's a matter of finding out if does ignoring work to help this go away, or do I need to almost just talk gently to my inner critic and just say, it's okay, nobody's going to die, I'm just going to do a Facebook Live nobody's ever died doing a Facebook live. Okay. So <laughs> your inner critic is trying to keep you safe from, you know, tigers and, you know, saber tooth tigers and all those things that used to want to eat us, that sort of thing. Um, these days it's not so much that, yeah, it's hitting that go on a blog post or even giving yourself permission to think about starting something just for you or like, um, maybe starting running. I can remember when, before I even like, before I ever got going in my running career, and this is about three years ago now, that inner critic was like, you can't run. You were always last in school. Who do you think you are going out there and buying running shoes? What, you know, like you won't make it around the block. All those kinds of um, negative, like getting past that was the hardest part probably with for me with my running <laughs> was to get through those beliefs that were holding me back and saying, you've never done this before. Why do you think you can do this now? So um, yes, it's, that is a really, really great um, aspect to explore with Tara Mora's book on playing big, and that can really help you to get over that playing small. Also, um, another thing that I think is really important is taking some small imperfect actions. So, especially for us women, we wait until everything is perfect and then we do it because then we won't be judged and then, you know, nobody can complain because it's perfect, right? But quite often we'll just won't do anything because it's not perfect or, you know, those all of that time and effort that we put on the project will just, and it will just sit there and nothing will happen. It may be the course that you've never launched or the business that you've never um, actually hit start with um, because it's not perfect and perfect doesn't exist anyway. So, that, you know, maybe you got it to sort of 85%. I think that's pretty good because anything above that is wasted energy, right? If you can get something to 80, 85%, I think you're good. And you know what? It 
you don't even know if it's going to be useful until you do something with it, right? So when you put it out there and then you see, oh, actually, it needs a bit of a tweak here because I completely forgot this aspect or um, actually my customers seem to really like this part of it. So not that part. I have, that's a surprise. So if you don't do anything, you'll never find out these things. And yeah, so that's why I'm encouraging you to stop playing small by taking some imperfect action, doing something imperfect. So um, later on today, I'm going to record, uh, I'm going to make some videos with a, a videographer that are promoting the town where I live. And, and we are going to use those videos to um, help foreigners understand the great stuff we have there and to attract more people to come to our town. And I have no idea what's going to happen. Like, really, I've not done this before. I mean, I've been on a TV show once and all, like, you know, that was a year ago, but I've not done this kind of thing before. And I could easily just say, I'm like, you know, the old me would probably have called up the, the cameraman this morning and said, yeah, and, and I don't think I can do this. But to the, the, the new me, this me now is saying, well, let's just go along. Let's see what happens. And we will go from there. We can only get better. And especially with this podcast as well, if you listen back to some of the first episodes, I, mean, I don't even want to, like, <laughs> it's probably quite horrible. Um, but that's, you know, like 30 episodes ago, I've had 30 times of practicing, whereas today I'm going to be a beginner again, and that's a little bit uncomfortable. But that's okay, you know, it's going to be imperfect, but it's better than nothing. And if even two or three people watch this video and and see, hey, there's a really awesome so today we're actually visiting um, a cat cafe here, which um, takes care of cats who have, you know, have no homes or have lost their owners. Um, it's not like a zoo cat cafe, which you can experience in Tokyo anytime. This is a, a cat cafe with a real purpose. And I just love the idea around this cafe that it helps these animals who don't have homes. So I really wanted to profile this, this place. So if even two or three people see this and go to, go there, or they, or if someone adopts one cat, or somebody donates something to this cafe, then I know that that's that is that's been worth it, regardless of whether I was perfect on camera or <laughs> anything. So yeah, let's take some imperfect action, you guys. Let's get out there and try something that you are completely unqualified for, as I feel like I am to go on do these um, make these videos today. So. Just go and volunteer yourself for something. Hey, I think I can help here. I don't really know, but, you know, I'll learn as I go. That's okay. And you'll be amazed what you can do. So last point I want to make is, are you surrounding yourself with people who lift you up? People who see how good you are, right? Rather than people who say, no, you can't do that. You're not good enough. There are plenty of those people are out there as well. So how many of those kinds of people do you have around you right now? Um, I'm very happy to say that, you know, around me, I only have people who are, who are working on themselves. And I especially tend to spend time with people and, you know, give, give my time to people who I can see are putting an effort or making themselves a priority. So, um, yeah, that is something to think about yourself. Who am I spending my time with? Am I just spending my time with this pe with these people because they are near in proximity to me? 
um, you know, as I know, especially for us um, foreign women living in Japan, that can often be the case. Like you desperately want to speak English, <laughs> just, you know, talk. And, you know, maybe the only people in your town or in the vicinity of where you are, potentially not a good fit for you. But because of where you are, you kind of have to be friends. You know, that happens. I, I've seen it. I've been there. So, but, you know, if you are looking, you will find it. Yeah. Seek and you will find. It's that old adage from, I know it's even, it's even in the Bible, right? So seek and you will find. If you're looking for people who lift you up, you will find them. If you're not looking for them, you won't find them, right? Or you may find them accidentally and that will be extremely lucky and wonderful. But yeah, seek and you will find. So yeah, who are you looking for? Who would you like to spend more time with? And I know I like I spend time with some people now who even like two years ago, I would just dream of like being able to just chat with on Facebook or, you know, meet up with them whenever I'm in Tokyo. But, you know, the, the more time you spend with people, the more time with, you know, even people who you might think, oh, they'll never be friends with me. They're so far above me. That's ridiculous. <laughs> God, look at me going on. Um, but, you know, the more time you spend with people, the easier it is to be friends, right? This is just how it is. So um, get out there, go and introduce yourself, you know, make yourself known to people who you want to be, to spend time with. Even if you feel like they're out of your league at the moment, nobody is out of your league. Everyone is human. And I know this too. I, I've made this mistake as well, thinking that, you know, people who are, who I see, who are doing something even better than what I'm doing or, um, or I feel is far further along on their, their transformation journey than me, or maybe they earn way more than I do, that I won't be good enough to spend time with them. That is absolute rubbish. And I hope that you will not think that about yourself as well. Okay. So everybody is human. Everybody is the same. And everybody wants to spend time with other interesting people who lift them up. Yeah. And you can be that person. All right, so that's my little rant about that. <laughs> Feeling a bit ranty today, sorry. Um, so, yeah, we're talking about playing small today. I've told you about Tara Moore's book, which I really recommend. I'm talking about your inner critic and your inner mentor, and who are you giving most ear time to? Yeah, and it's a choice, you guys. Like, don't just put up with that. Like, oh yeah, my, you know, I'm, I've always got this negative voice and I, I can't do anything about it. That's not true either. You can. And if you, you, at the start, it will be a struggle because this is your habit of letting that voice go on and on and on and on and, and, and say horrible things to you. If you decide to put a stop to it and to do something else, then you'll find that it, that voice starts to quieten down a lot. So, um, yeah, another point I made was take some imperfect action, do something, volunteer yourself for something you're completely, you know, unqualified for. I know us women like to be overqualified for everything we do so we can do it perfectly and nobody will judge or complain to us, but that's not the way to go. All right. Take some imperfect action, get out there, do something, surround yourself with people who lift you up and people who are going places and perhaps people who are even, you know, not a little bit further ahead of you because they will naturally drag you along in their wake. And um, that is awesome too, to just be sort of carried along with the momentum of everybody together. 
So if that sounds like you, if that, if you're like, yes, I want to do this. I want to do something different. I'm, I'm not going to just sit back and, and think about all these things that I'd like to do and not take action because I'm too scared or I feel alone or I don't, or I'm overwhelmed or confused. If that's you, then definitely, definitely, definitely make sure you contact me about joining the mastermind, which I have mentioned is starting on uh, March 13th, but I've had to move the dates back. So it's going to start two weeks later now. So you still have time to join. So that's really good. And it's starting in the week of April 1st. So I know April 1st is a Monday, but I think we won't actually be like starting our first call and everything on the first because I'm busy that day. Um, I'll be in New Zealand, um, but we will be starting that week, okay, the week of April 1st. And I'd like to make sure that I that we're holding the calls at a time that works for all of us. So we'll see who the final members are when we get closer to that date and to what times we can have people join. So um, if sort of 90% of us are better off in the morning, then we'll probably do the call in the morning. Um, so if that's you, definitely, definitely get on and tell me, yes, I want to join the mastermind. This is a great chance for you to take those steps. So that's all I have for you today. And if you want to join, please do go and check out my show notes. You'll find the link in there to find out more. Contact me and let me know um, because it is application based. Yeah, we need to make sure that we have the best combination of people in the room. But if you're listening to this podcast, the chances are it's going to be a great fit for you. <laughs> so thank you so much for listening today and I'm wishing you a wonderful wonderful day if you're um if you're attending an event for the memorial of September uh, not September <laughs> March 11 thank you so much for taking the time to think about the people who lost their lives during that disaster thank you so much have a good day see you again soon bye bye皆さんこんにちは。今日はソロのエピソードです。で、もしあのこのエピソードが出た日に聞いてるんだったら、3月11日、もう31日になりになるので、あのとても悲しい日ですね。もう8年が経ったのにあのあの頃のあの気持ち
福島から離れたくて離れたくて、あの、うん、あとね、その原発事故のこともあって、逃げれるかどうかっていうのはわからなかったんですけど、あの、無事に旦那の実家、鳥取県にある実家まで避難して、あそこに2週間ぐらい暮らしてて、で、その後、もう、いわきに帰れないなって、もう旦那は仕事のために帰らないといけないんだけどあの私はいいもう帰らないでニュージーランド行きたいって言ってまだあの国際便に乗れる時期だったからもうとりあえず行ってちょっと落ち着いてるニュージーランドにいたいなって言って行ったらニュージーランドに着いたらもう日本に帰れないなって、まあ、赤ちゃんが生まれるまでここに残るっていうのを決めました。もうニュージーランドは大平和みたいな感じだったんですね、あの頃で、まあ、行くところがある私は行った方がいいなって気づいて、あのね、その、なんていうの、ライフライン、わざとライフライン使ってしまうの、ね、足りないものを使ってしまうのはダメだなと思って、行くところがあるので行った方がいいなっていうのを決めてよかったなと思います。でその時もちろんその行くところがない人がたくさんいたので私の分が減ったのはいいことだと思いますただあの、ね、何もその復興のためのボランティアとか何にもできなくてずっとあの嫌な気持ちが残ってたんですねもうその例えば、まあ、赤ちゃんが生まれたばっかりなのでその海岸に行ってその掃除とかの手伝いも全然できなかったしそう,そういう面であの手伝えなかったっていうのはずっと辛くてでいろんな日本人も同じ思い出がある人がたくさんいるんですね今でもなのでまあでも今はチャンスだって気づいてたんですね特に最近あの観光客は福島に戻って戻ってこないあといわき市に戻ってこないと外国人はなかなかあの遊びに来ないなのでこれからは役に立つチャンスだって気づいて特に私だったら英語も日本語もできるのであ,のあと、ね、観光観光観光地とホテル育ちなのでそ,のそういう面のの地位があるんですねなのでその何て言うの知恵も使って今の地元の手伝いはできるんだって気づきましたなのでまあちょっと時間かかったけどジェーンの番が来たなってあの、まあ、まあ最近気づきましたねでまあそんな広いひどい体験した311ね、大震災のことがあったのに、なんかいいことが意外と出てきましたねって。もちろん私の家族は、なあの、亡くなった人もいなかったんですあ、いなかったし、旦那の仕事も無事だったし、家もまだまだ住める状態なので、本当にラッキーな方ですね。で、隣に引っ越してきた家族も本当に素敵な家族ですよ。でも、その家族は津波で家が流され,流されて
、あと親戚の方も亡くなったみたいですね。あの海の方に住んでたから、あのその高台に引っ越してきたんです。こちらは高いところに住んでるので、あのその津波の心配はないですね。で、その家族は私,私の大サポートいつもなってるんで、と子供のことをすごく大事にしてくれるから、あの家族は。あの,まあ、あの家族が隣に引っ越してきた本当に感謝のことですね。あとまあこれからもっと地元役に立つチャンスがやってきたのでそれも感謝してます。311まあ最悪の、ね、状態からもの、まあ、その終わった後の運が感謝することがたくさん出てきましたね。で今日の話は、あの、playing small, are you playing small? なんか、あの、仕事とか、まあ、人生も小さく、小さくしてるのっていう、あの、あんまりね、例えばマイビジネスを始まったら、もう小さくて小さくて、本当にあんまり目立たないようにしてるのとか、あと、人に文句、文句言われないように行動してるとか、そういう playing small は女性の,あの特に得意ことですね。得意っていうね、なんかいい意味ではないですね、playing small は。本当にもったいない。もったいないっていうことですね。なので今日はちょっと三つのヒントがあるんですね。あとおすすめの本が、まあ、英語なので日本語で読めるかどうかはちょっとわかんないんですけど、playing big っていう本ですね。あのプライングスモールの反対でどうやって女性はもっと大きくいろんなことできるようにもっとインパクトがある仕事とかできるようにで一つのヒントはあの自分の中のインナークリティックということ,ことなんですねインナークリティックはその頭の中の,あの文句言ったりあの不安のな声いつも多分つけっぱなしみたいな状態、ラジオつけっぱなしみたいな状態で、あの、一日中、あの、ダメダメダメダメ、あなたはダメ、あなたは、あの、ブサイクとか、いろんなひどい言葉流してるばっかりで、そのインナークリティックですね。で、みんな流しっぱなしのは、もう生活習慣みたいな感じで、でも、それ聞かなくていいんですよっていうの。ね、あのたまに何を言ってるのかを聞いて「はあこれ嘘だ」とかあの、まあ、聞かなくていいんだじゃあもう消すってじゃあ何どんないい言葉があるんだろうその反対はイナーメンターメンターですねでそのいい方もあるんですよ中にでもそのクリティックの方はつけっぱなしちゃったから聞こえなくなっちゃったんですねでそのメンターをあの会いに行く、あの、なんていうの、メディテーションっていうんですね。なんか日本語でわかんないんですけど、メディテーションで、なんか目を、あの目を閉じて、あの、その、こ,あのこのタワーさんの声を聞きながら、そのインナーメンターを会いに行く旅、頭の中でできるんですね。それやっとくと、あの、その、なんか応援してる自分に会いに行く。
ていうのはすごく気持ちいいですよ。もう泣くくらいもう嬉しいですね。<笑>で、そのエナメンターの声をもうちょっと聞きましょうっていうのは、あの、皆さんやってみてください。あと、あの、大体もうプレインスモールだったら、あの、あんまりもう完璧じゃないと動かないっていう、人に見せないとかそういうことで女性が悩んでるんですね。で、その完璧だったら周りの人から文句もないし、もう判断されないだろうと思ってるんですね。でも別にあの関係ない。何やっても何や,やらなくても判断されるんですよ。判断されるっていうのはコントロールはできません。なので、それがもう判断されるけど私やります。もう,あのもう気にしないこと気にしないで行動しましょう。他の人の,あの判断が私に関係ないっていうことですね。そうですよね。みんあの他の人の考えていることあの私に関係ある関係ないですよね。コントロールもできないし、なので、なんであんなに力使ってしまったり、あと、まあ、気にしすぎてるんだろう。うん、なので、もうちょっと考えてみて、そそのあの判断されたくないから何もしないっていうのは、何もしてないのに、何もしないも判断されちゃうよ。ねなんでしてない、何もしてないのみたいな感じになって。なので、判断、されたくないっていうことはないあの無理無理なことパーフェクトも無理なことですねだからその2つを捨てましょうでパーフェクトじゃなくて英語でインパーフェクトアクションちょっとパーフェクトまあ 80% くらいのアクションっていうをっていうものを取りましょう例えばウェブサイトあの作りたいんだけどパーフェクトまだパーフェクトまだパーフェクトじゃないまだまだ人に見せられないっていうのはずっと続いて何年間もビジネス立ち上がってないっていう状態だったらまあ 80% まで来てるのって聞いたらああ 80% ならあるって言ったらまあじゃあ出しましょう人に見せましょう 80% まで来てたらもうそれ以上の,あの力だ時間は無駄遣い。誰も気づかない。パーフェクトっていうものはありません。とりあえず何かをしましょう。あと、あの女性はよくあの、本当にもう全部の資格取ってないとできないですっていうことですよね。あのなんか全然資格がないのにやってみるっていうのは苦手っていうか大嫌いですよね。なので、特に、まあ、日本では資格がないとできないわと思ってしまうのが多いですね。でも別にないらないと思うんですよ。<笑>ほとんど。なんかやってみてで、それから本当に資格が必要かどうか見てみてください。うん、資格ばっかり取って、それも、あの、なんていうの、アボイランス。本当に本場、本物、本気にやってるっていうのは抜,抜けてるんですね。逃げてるんですね。その資格取るの。なので
もう資格取るのは禁止ですって<笑>決めて資格なくても何,何かボランティアしてみてボランティアだったら資格はいらないんですよねでボランティアしてみてどうなるのかわかんないんですけどその経験で体験であの面白い方向に行くかもしれないですねで最後に周、周りの人がどんな人がいるのかなあのずっと友達だからいるのか、もう小学校からの友達は別に今のいい友達かどうかわかんないんですよね。なので、ちょっと周りの人を見直して、あと、あの人と友達になってみたいんだけど、私より全然あの上とか、全然かっこすぎるとか、私より全然前に進んでる人だから無理だわと思わないでください。もうみんな人間ですね。みんな友達が欲しい。みんなあのネットワーク作りたいから、ぜひそういうあの憧れの人でもあの連絡取ったり、あの一緒に、ね、時間過ごしたりすると、どんどん友達にな,なるんですよ。なのでそういう人をあんまり気にしないで新しいちょっとチャレンジングな友達も作りましょうね。あの自分と同じ年自分と同じ職業自分と同じが簡単のは分かるんですけどあ,のあんまりチャレンジにならないんですね。あんまりあの上に引っ張ってくれないんですよ。なので自分と違う友達いい方向の違う友達をもっと作りましょうですね。はい。じゃあ、もしその話を聞いて、ああ、やっぱり私が、まあ、playing small でしたっていうのを気づいて、もっと playing big やりたいんだけど、一人で無理だわっていうのを多分気づいたと思うんですけど、ジェーンの Women in Japan Mastermind っていうグループコーチングが始まるんですよ。もう始まってるはずだけど、あの2週間ちょっとあの遅く始まるので、2019年の4月1日の週に始まるんですね。あのちょっと2週間遅くなってるので、もし考えてるんだったらぜひジェーンに連絡してください。あの申し込まないといけないですね。とりあえず、どんな、あの、グループの作りがすごく大事なので、ちょうどいいメンバーを合わせるっていうのは私の仕事なんですね。なので、私は大丈夫かなと、あの、手を挙げてください。もう、多分、このポッドキャストに聞いてるんだったら、あの、いいメンバーになると思うんですけど、ただ、そのトレーニングは全部英語になりますね。あと、皆さんも英語で話してほしいんですけど、もしそういうレベルじゃなかったら、多分今回は合ってないと思います。あのでも、いや、私の英語はダメだと、勝手に自分でそう思うのはダメですよ。私は判断しますので<笑>、ぜひ、あのその面であの自分あの、申し込まないっていうのはダメですよ。ねぜひあの申し込んでみてください。じゃあ今日はこれで終わりになるんですけどもし質問とかあったらいつものインスタとかフェイスブックで連絡してください。これからいろんな面白いゲストが来るのでぜひ皆さん来週もあのよろしくお願いします。Have a good week! See you! Bye bye!